What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. There we go. Talk Recorded live. Well, yes, thank you again, Dave Nelson. Gosh, I've said that a lot of times, 217 times. I've thanked the fine young gentleman, Dave Nelson, one of the founders of Talk Shoe. He and a couple of other brilliant young men got together and uh, started reading the law and realized how much beneficial it would be for them and how, how financially rewarding it could be for them to start what's called a podcast platform. I don't know if most of you are aware of the fact that the federal government, thanks to Mr. Al Gore when he was vice president, and of course we know that he's the founder of the Internet, uh, they, they passed an extra phone tax, which we're all still paying for, you know, 150,000 years later, uh, that al- allows, it, it was to put Internet into schools and so on. Well, part of that provision allowed you, if you were putting a public service program up on on uh, on the airwaves, uh, you received a, a, a small token of appreciation from the federal government for every minute of phone time that was there. <laughs> So it, it, it's a it's a mere pittance, but it adds up when you have a lot of hours on the phone. So I just I thought they were very clever in doing this. We went over the business plan when they got started, and I think they've done an outstanding job. So anyway, we're joined today by a brand new person who is referred to us by Marcus Allen uh, from the great uh, podcast here, Stump Marcus. That's M A R K U S, and this is Richard. Um, oh gosh, Richard! Uh, Richard, I got. I'm going to catch your last Can. name. No, that's K- Richard for Canada. It's um, Richard Cole. Richard Cole oh. from Ontario, Canada, right there where our good friend uh, uh, Diane Stevenson lives. She's in New London, I believe. <coughs> and uh, this man is a, a comedy uh, comedy hypnotist, and it's unfortunate he can't speak to us, but um, uh, he'll be chatting with us in the chat room. Okay, uh, Roy, no, Lori said something. <coughs> Just before we started, I said, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> now I can't remember what, what it was. I can. What it was is I had said that Roy and I mm-hmm. are going to roll on Friday morning uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern Time which is 10 a.m. Central Time, um, with a talk show uh, program um, (laughs) based on, we're going to start with the Orson Sweat Martin, um, with Roy's podcast, uh, what is it, Roy, Study uh, study for Success. A Study in Success. A study A Study in Success. Yes. Okay, I know now what I was going to bring up before we go any further. I would hope the two of you, on your personal pages in Facebook, will let the world know, each of you, individually what you're doing, and you will include the call-in number, the show number, 
Be sure that you emphasize the time in Eastern time, Eastern Daylight Time. And also put the link to the program there. And the link of your program, you know, is located on your page, Roy. Okay. I, in in I the left-hand side. I did all that except put my link in there. I put Talk Shoes okay. link in there. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, that that is Talk Shoes link, yes. Oh, okay. In, in other words, your, your link to the show will be something like... Um, uh, something like guest six is with us. I'm glad you joined us. Uh, it'll say http www.talkshoe.com slash tc, and after that will be the show number, okay? Okay. And, and we want to include that, so take a look at that when you get to your own site, and you'll see just what we're talking about, okay? Okay. Guest six, good evening. I'm glad you could join us. If you'd like to type in who you are and where you are from, we'll give you recognition and got to say hello to professor tom tom oh guest six must be oh it must be huel huel's back i'll bet you <laughs> good to have you back good to have you back and nice to hear your voice young man i so much appreciate that young man stuff it's kind of exciting professor tom last week we talked about you starting a new venture today uh it was kind of interesting and this is part of building a business it isn't our main topic today but Tom, did, did I get a sense, and you know, be as candid as you want to, that when we were discussing trying to get from A to B on Facebook, did, did, I, uh, did I hear or sense a bit of frustration? <laughs> what do you think? Well, I, I'm glad that you're, you, you know, you're honest to, to, to indicate that, because that is one of the biggest downfalls and one of the reasons people get sucked into quick fixes and are very quick to open their checkbook and buy the latest and greatest thing that is going to do everything for you automatically. And actually, I'll share with the audience today, tomorrow and in the future, Tom was setting up a new Facebook fan page and he was setting up, uh, expanding on his own profile. And a lot of the questions or a lot of the things that we have to do, step A, B, C, and D, have to take some time and thinking. You know, uh -huh. as Tom and Lori and I and uh, Roy have mentioned a thousand times in the past, thinking, unfortunately, is something that's lacking in a large percent of the ability to think is lacking in a large percentage of our population, especially in this country, maybe not so much globally. But uh, the Internet, for especially for us old people, Tom, <laughs> it, it, it's a process that young people may adapt to very quickly, but we do have to stop and think, make a decision, write down what it is we're going to say, like like when you fill out the biography on your Facebook fan page, everyone, and when you fill out the biography of your uh, the information on your on your fan page, I, I meant profile first. Uh, just don't start typing. Sit down and write an outline and write the strategy as to what you want to project, what it is you want to say, and then fill in the blanks and go on your way. And remember, when it's done. You pick up the phone, or in this case nowadays, you pick up the your friends list, and you send that, and you ask your friends, 
Could you take a look at my information page and feedback to me what you think? And we can always go back and change it. We can always go back and edit it. Don't be in a hurry. Make a decision. Act upon that decision. And then seek help. And that's what we're talking about tonight. That's really what the gist of tonight's conversation, because I'm considering, at the request of several marketers on Facebook, that they indicated that they would like to have access to me on a group and on a private basis as and, and you know, I, I don't like words some words but you know as their business coach they're all starting new businesses and you know I do have clients that pay me for that and I do share a lot of stuff for free but we were thinking of forming a closed circle I'm thinking of no more than 25 people and the only common thread with these people would be that they have just started, are considering starting, or want to move up to the next level of a business that they are in control of. And uh, this is what uh, you know we're t- chatting about. And and it started bothering me because then I started searching the internet and I see that there's a million coaches. It's amazing to me how in the last two or three years, almost everybody in the world has become a social media coach and they've become a uh, an SEO coach and, and, you know, all these people. And the industry is so darn new, but if you read their testimonies, they're like um, they've been around for a thousand years. <laughs> and the industry hasn't been around for a thousand years. Uh, Teddy is saying, beautiful thing to see, recent small business social media exposure in uh, Tehama County. Uh, and uh, the uh, that's true, and I really appreciate a gentleman up in Cottonwood, a Mr. Dan Mabry, who's an insurance agent, has his own insurance agency. If you happen to live in Northern California, and if you happen to be in and around the Cottonwood area in Shasta Tama County, Southern Shasta County, Northern Tama County, Dan Mabry would be the man to go to for your insurance needs, and that was an unsolicited. Uh, Thing. Dan has taken his time and energy and created social media pages on Facebook that expand what's happening in his communities and giving people kudos, giving people testimony for doing great things in their community. And this is he's doing this unpaid, you know what I mean? But it is helping him become exposed. So just somebody like Dan. We can all do this in our individual communities, and we get some recognition to this. Uh the inner circle program, yes, the inner circle programs. Well, I use the word inner circle, um, and it is a uh, an oft-used word. We use it in our own group, and uh, the uh, many people have done it. Uh, the interesting thing about that which I'm talking about is very few people offer access to them personally on a valuable basis so anyway just some thoughts so i'm thinking you know coaching does anybody need coaching i'm going to ask uh, professor tom you 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 teach for for the last too many years last three four decades you've been uh, putting into minds of young and and young mature people and old people uh you try to interject or try to share ideas 
on how to be in business. Uh, you're a professor of marketing and sales and, and business development. Tom, uh, do you consider yourself a coach? Gosh, depends on what your definition of a coach. Well, that's that's what we're here to talk about. You know, I'm uh, they, they get fired once a year. <laughs> yeah, they do. Well, but they uh, seem to find other jobs too. Go ahead, Tom. I never really thought of it in in, in the terms of quote being a coach. Mm-hmm. But I guess in in some ways, I guess yeah, I am. Uh, because to me, a coach is is a person who has an expertise or has knowledge uh, and wishes to share that knowledge, whether it's a basketball coach, a teacher, uh, a consultant, uh, whatever it may be. So I guess I could consider myself a coach. Well, that's what I'm saying. A teacher, you know, um, okay, I'm going to use this normal analogy. Tiger Woods plays golf really well. The more he climbed up the ranks, the more time he spent with a coach. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> you would think the better you get at something, the less time you have to spend with the coach. And, you know, there's just a lot of misnomers on this. Tom is a teacher, but a coach is a teacher. But but see, we've put it in our minds that a, a teacher is there to put new ideas into your mind, and maybe a coach is someone who teaches or who guides you to enhance those ideas. Maybe that's the differentiation. And semantics is semantics. But to me, a business coach would be someone who you can wrap your new ideas with, and. Possibly their expertise or their different slant on life, their different slant on the actualities, uh, is uh, helps you make the decision to go in the right direction. Uh, Teddy mentioned some very interesting things today. There's a lot of people selling a coaching certification. And... uh, that's probably increased the number of coaches. I, I, you know, how, how do well anyway? <laughs> I'm not going to get into it uh, because I'm not going to go get a coaching certification. However, one thing that myself and many other people, there's an organization called HubSpot, which is really a direct competitor of mine, and they have a program. <laughs> excuse me, it's a self-learning program, and there's no money attached to it. And I've been following this program, and they say, well, when you finish this program, you're a certified HubSpot trainer. Well, actually, what they're doing is they're allowing me to learn what they've learned and given me the tools to share it better. You know, so I guess I am getting into this certification program. However, I'm not going to run around and advertise it. You know, it's not going to be a, a label that I stick on my lapel. But uh, look, I guess my question is, who needs this? You know, I mean, who really needs a coach? Those who truly want to learn. Okay, so so you're you're saying those who want to learn, okay, but why would it uh, uh, – what's the golfer's name again? I said it earlier. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods knew how to play golf. Why 
does he have a coach? Because you have to always strive to to find ways to improve your game. Okay, Both improve. Improve your game. Okay, so a coach can help us learn, and then you're saying a coach can help us improve. Right. Tom, what else can a coach or a teacher help us do? Uh, he can take you from where you're at and make you better. Okay. He can point out flaws. Uh, uh, he can uh, look at what you're doing and say uh, and give ideas on how to upgrade, redo. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you teach. Again, we get back to the teaching, right? Yeah. And I know that's that's a simplistic answer. No. But to me, whether I don't care what you coach it, uh, even basketball coaches teach mm-hmm. uh, and improve their player skills, their footwork, their uh, their de- defensive skills, their offensive skills, uh, working as a team. Things like that. So, to me, it is a coach is a teacher. Okay, very good. And uh, you, uh, there was something else that you see that this is the problem. I hate to have to work in the chat room. I just thank Teddy and Richard. I want to mention Richard just said something. A coach or mentor keeps us on track, keeps us accountable, and that's really what I was leading up to. Thank you very much, Richard. Because I've always used words when when working with my clients and working with associates in our own businesses have have been an accountability partner. You know, somebody in the group that you say, okay, I'm going to watch you, you watch me. And the other thing that Tom brought up that I think is extremely as important is if you feel you want and going to utilize the services of a coach, number one, the coach has to be of the personality that is not afraid to be brutally honest in a constructive way, and the student, the trainee, those who feel they want the coach's services have to just absolutely leave their ego at the door and, and uh, uh, you know, acquiesce or say yes. You know, if if, if I, I know we've had this experience with Lori and I have had this experience personally on telephone calls. Tom Bennett, Professor Tom Bennett, and I have had this. You know, and and it's something that we, as the person asking for the help, we have to be able to throw aside our quote egos and listen, or don't use a coach. And, and this is interesting. I've heard people say, well, I fired my coach because he didn't do what I – he didn't – I didn't agree with his direction. <laughs> well, you know, why hire any coach? Because if you're going to hire a yes person, as most of our executives do today, and as most of our politicians have today, are surrounding with yes people uh, – What's the sense? I, I, you know, I don't understand. Uh, guess six, uh, Teddy says, it's 
No, you you want them to step on your toes. Right. I had I had an experience when I was in my freshman year of college in my music study, mm-hmm. Chuck, where I I was studying a particular brass instrument, and I had to change because of of my some of the limitations with my right hand being right. different. I had to change instruments. Well, I was letting it intimidate me. The new instrument that I was trying to master, I was letting it intimidate me at a point. And my instructor, knowing full well um, my personality, quickly, very quickly and sharply said to me, what's the matter, Lori? You afraid of a little French horn? Yeah. That made me so mad. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what he wanted it to do. He, he, wanted, he wanted to me. rankle rankle you up a little bit, rile you up a little bit. <laughs> he wanted to make me mad enough to fight, to yeah. fight the fear of it, which it, it, I did and proved him wrong. And I was like, that was my whole, you know, once he lit that fuse, it was like, buddy, I'm going to show you who's a, a Right. <laughs> you, know. you know, I'm wondering today, Lori, that if that same person did the same thing in today's education environment, if he would be putting his job at jeopardy for uh, possibly being uh, charged with intimidating or bullying the student. Tom, have you ever bullied a student? Have I ever bullied a student? Yeah. <laughs> um, According to today's, you know, just like Lori said, her teacher kind of, kind of, you know, got her worked up, got her riled, got her ticked off. Uh, well, I've had some some hot discussions with students, but uh, I try to do mine in a in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I've had a student or I, I know the student, you know, and and they do poorly, I, you know, I, I, I. I when I give back a test, I'll tell them, uh, you can do better uh, than this. Well, what what ended up with that instructor, what ended up the short and long of it, I overcame that fear, and I am forever, I am forever grateful mm-hmm. to that man for what he did. Right. He kind of <laughs> ca- called a spade a spade, didn't he? <laughs> he did. You know. huh. Oh. I I am so grateful to him. I still to this day, years later, I go, man. If he hadn't said that to me that way, I would still be a wimp. I would be, mm-hmm. and I just I I I am thrilled that he he just he lambasted. I mean, it was like the matter. You're afraid of it, aren't you? And right. Oh, ooh, it, that to me, those are fighting words. <laughs> so, so, in other words, I'm I'm hearing that those are on the call, and of course, we don't hear from those who aren't on the call or are listening to us tomorrow. Uh, if you hired a coach, and they said things to you that may not be instantly acceptable. The way you handled that would probably uh, allow you to make a decision that you don't need any of this at all. In other words, I mean that, that's what I'm trying to get to. You know where the fine line is. I don't think there's a fine line. I know that 
recently, <clears throat> I had a conversation with somebody who asked for my services, and we came to an agreement as to a reasonable price, and I did tell them that it would be important for me for them to do X, Y, Z, and if they didn't feel that they wanted to do X, Y, Z, there's really no sense in our doing business, right. so we shouldn't enter the contract. And they said, what do you mean? I said, well, you want to hire me to do something, and you made that choice because you feel that I can do the job, but then there's part of this that you have to do. And a coach, a mentor and mentoree relationship, a teacher and a student relationship, a coach and a player's relationship is really like, and I've said this before, a three-legged milking stool. One of the legs is what the student has to do. The other leg is what the coach has to do. And the third leg is what they have to do together. And those all have to be equal, and they have to be attacked equally, because if they're not, one leg is shorter than the other, and it's very difficult to sit on a milking stool that is not level. Chuck. Yes. I have to go, but I wanted to say that uh, keep up the good work, and uh, I'm proud to have you as my mentor. I consider you my mentor. Right, and uh, Thank you. I don't know if you had called on me. I had another call on the line, and I had to switch lines. But uh, I don't know if you had called on me or not. But uh, y'all have a good evening, and uh, I'm glad to be able to uh, talk with y'all. And y'all, y'all uh, keep on keeping on. Well, thank you, Roy. And we're going to look forward to your new show with Lori on Fridays. Yeah. Discussing Orison Sweat Martin's most powerful book, The Miracle of Right Thought, written in the 1880s. Thank you very much, Roy, and enjoy the evening. And we appreciate you being here. Okay. Thank you, Chuck and Lori and. Uh, Professor Tom, Richard, and we'll all and guest six. You all have a good night. Thanks, Roy. Following along with the coaching thing, the next thing I mentioned on the letter for those of you that received it tonight was the Mastermind Alliance, which is really what I used to call group coaching, where we all coached each other. And I don't know if anybody on the call tonight is currently or has been actively involved in what was affectionately named by Napoleon Hill the Mastermind Alliance. Any comments on that, Tom? Laurie? Roy's gone. Uh, oh, those are the only two people lied. Um Tom, Tom, in 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 your in your group, uh, in your work at church, uh, uh, in your work at school, uh, do a group of professors get together and 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 kind of share ideas? I mean, a mastermind alliance, or how would you define it? Oh gosh, you know, being part timer, I'm uh, I don't really know what's going on, you know, within the full-time faculty. Right. Well, how about in the old days when you were full-time? Oh, yeah. There was uh, a group of us that uh, uh, always had breakfast or, excuse me, had coffee. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'd usually meet about 30 minutes before classes and talk and just uh, share things about our classes and students and, you know, things that we were having issues with or problems with and uh, uh, it was just very relaxed uh, or we'd meet in somebody's office uh, during the day and all of a sudden I'd be you look up and there'd be three or four people in there and 
so yeah, we had we had a sense of a, a mastermind alive. Good. Did did you feel that uh, that time spent in the mastermind um, was worth your time and energy? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, Teddy asks your opinion of a recent USC study that many of the, as he uses the word gurus, quote, one hour listening to an audio program per day for three years is equivalent to a four-year degree. What is your take on that? The question was asked by Teddy to Tom. Okay, I'll, I'll answer it this way. Okay. First of all, if you're listening to the the same tape over and over and over for three years, <laughs> uh, I would probably question the, the equivalent. But yeah, if you were listening to over a three year period of various uh, gurus in the field of self development, uh, business related uh, type information. Uh, I could certainly say that, uh, yeah, that's probably accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say that it has to be a very broad, uh, what's the word I want, broad area of of, of tapes, uh, CDs, what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Re- related to, related reading, to the topic, yeah. And, and reading uh, books. Uh, so I think it's a combination, but mm-hmm. sure. Uh, there are a lot of people who are, are quote, self-educated, mm-hmm. uh, and how they get it by by reading. Uh, nowadays, of course, searching the internet, just like Ted did, and found this study. Mm-hmm. So, I would I would not be uncomfortable with that as an educator. Mm-hmm. Not a bit. You know, I, and I, I, it's interesting that you brought that up because today. With just in this last week, this is a timely topic. There's a lot of discussion around the fact that one out of I love this one one out of two recent college graduates are unemployed or underemployed. I always wondered what underemployed means. That that's a word that was conjured up by a politician. If you're employed, you're employed. If you accept a job and a job is available, you are employed. I, I, I know what they mean by it. If you happen to be a Ph.D. in nuclear physics and you are currently waiting tables in a restaurant, there are a group of, of intellectual elitists who may feel that you're underemployed. There's two things, though. That person may be waiting tables because they love it, or they may be waiting tables to earn money while they are continuing to look for that position as the, what did I say, nuclear physicist or whatever. But anyway, the statistics say that one out of two college graduates are currently unemployed or underemployed. And then, of course, we're tying it into these humongous student loans that everybody is supposedly saddled with, which was foisted down their neck. And and now we want to absolve those student loans for a very strong political purpose. But in reality, you can amass today a huge education, as Tom mentioned and Teddy uh, uh, Teddy uh, mentioned it, that through information that is on audio tapes and information that is available uh, economically 
in PDFs and if you have to buy a, a printed textbook or not. That's where the coach, you know, the private coach, the one-on-one -on -one tutor, and at the same time, get yourself involved with a mastermind of like-minded people pursuing the same goal. And all this leads up to the fact that all of us have the opportunity in our lives today with the tremendous assets that are available to get to wherever we want to go. You want to start an Internet business? You can. Do you want to start an Internet business the right way? You can. If you're going to start your, your – uh, if you opened up a restaurant and want to move your restaurant to the next level as far as sales and profits, you may want to – uh, look for the services of a restaurant consultant, a coach, who will come in and study and analyze, who will come in and share knowledge with their employees, with your employees, on how to serve the public better, because that's really what it boils down to. Do you know that a restaurant can serve mediocre food and still be praised to the high heaven? And most of that reputation is based on how they're treated, not so much how they're eaten. <laughs> I'm not saying that bad food is good, you know, but, but in fact, I've been to some places that were highly touted because of their wonderful food. And we're talking the upper side of life where they give you this little, this big plate with a little piece of a, of a, a lamb chop, you know, with some green jelly on it, sprinkled with chocolate. And they want $65 for this. Well, you know, in many of these, and I was served by someone who really wasn't very gracious. So, you know, I, I didn't think the food was too good. Uh, yes, that fruit interview, uh, I, I, I saw that. Thank you very much, Ted. And if anybody has got their computer open, I suggest that our friends Lori and uh, Tom, you're not there. Uh, I want you to go to, uh, Tom, write this down, please. Hardtofindseminars.com. Capital Fruit, capital F, underscore, capital G for guy, underscore, capital I for the word interview. Fruit guy interview with an underscore between fruit guy, fruit and, you know, guy and interview, dot htm. And Tom, I'll try to copy this and send it to you via email. Yeah, uh, please do. Th this is an excellent MP3, by the way. And... Uh, you know, I suggest anybody, if, if, if anybody's listening to the program uh, tomorrow and would like a copy of this link, uh, drop me an email at chuckbartok at gmail.com. And uh, Michael does have great stuff to share. Um, I subscribe to his newsletter, and he's always sending just wonderful Mrs. Michael Senoff, uh, who uh, you'll find out more about him when you go to that link. I suggest you listen to it too, Lori. And, I'm going to. Okay, Richard is still <laughs> worth it. Uh, yes, I have. Uh, obviously, because you know, I spent too many years in the fruit stand business, <laughs> and that's interesting. You know, it's kind of there's an analogy here because the fruit stand isn't where all the money was made. A lot of the money was made by networking with the customers that came into the fruit stand. Stop and think about that a minute. I have friends who have retail stores in small rural communities that have been very successful in their life, and their their success is not directly related to the profit and loss of selling the widgets in their store. 
Their their success came from the ability to develop relationships, positive relationships with their customers and their suppliers, the vendors. And actually, you start masterminding. I remember one restaurant located here in Northern California. Everybody's deceased now, but a group of men would always meet at that restaurant before it opened. The owner of that restaurant would always have a pot of coffee on at 5 o'clock in the morning. And these gentlemen who were business people, not related in business, would meet there every morning and have coffee. That was a mastermind alliance. And they'd bitch and they moaned, and then sometimes they'd play gin, and sometimes, but most of it, it was conversation. So again, uh, gosh, there's a lot of ways to grow. <laughs> I hope I'm not wandering. Masterminding and coaching. I bring it up tonight because uh, I will be offering in the near future a, a program. going to try to limit it to 25 people, maybe no more than 30, because part of this program will offer personal access, personal access, one-on-one, and, uh, and then group webinar and group uh, uh, talking like we are on the phone now. And so the group will have some uh, relevance to each other. And that is probably very, very serious about building a business. So, Richard, um, I, I, it's unfortunate that you can't join us. And, of course, guest six, who, uh, Teddy, who just types faster than I can read, and Tom. Uh, Tom is building a, a new image, I might say, a new business. And uh, Tom's new business, as we mentioned last week is not a new business, but Tom is going to take his many years of experience as a business teacher and a marketing teacher in the upper uh, advanced education, I guess, higher education levels. And he feels there's just a lot of mistakes being made. And uh, he's going to uh, uh, start sharing his information and possibly have a membership and uh, he's also, part of this is, because of our age, Tom wants to emphasize the retirement side. Retirement meaning reaching a certain age, when society may not want, uh, may, may not want you to be there anymore. And uh, retirement takes planning. And so Tom's going to interject his experience on retirement planning. And it's also tied to health because one of the things that happens is we are living longer, but darn it, it's more fun to live if you can be active. doesn't have to be a lot of money, but to be active, you have to be in pretty decent physical shape. And both Tom and I have suffered some of these physical dilapidations or whatever the word is, and it's better to plan ahead before you get to a certain age. Um, What's my opinion of that webinar software that shows fake attendance? You know, webinar software, I'm sorry, Teddy. I have seen so much crap lately. Uh, You know, I I know some of the people that are putting this stuff out. I'm not interested in thousands of people attending anything personally. I believe that any one of us on this call can create a concept and an idea and do very well with a following of a hundred people. 
And I've met enough of these young tyros, as you might call them, that uh, made a big scene, picked up a half a million bucks in a hurry, and they're gone now. They're broke. They're on the beach. Because they didn't put it all together in a business plan. They didn't put it all together. And I guess that's what bothers me about a lot of the Internet thing. Richard is asking thanks. And stealth seminar, stealth. Richard, I'm sorry I don't understand the question. That's true, absolutely true, guest six. Um, Richard, can you elaborate on the on the question regarding stealth? That I I might have said something that was not clear. But uh, mastermind alliances. I suggest that each person on this call today, tomorrow, and the future learn to, if you haven't already, surround yourself with three or four people of like mind. Meet regularly. And share ideas. So that's a mastermind alliance. And and uh, the, there was an excellent article written on the blog, youcanbuild.it, for those of you that are new to our area. You, H-T-T-P, do, 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 you can build... Come on, Chuck, learn how to spell. You can build.it. Uh, go to the blog and type in the search bar, uh, Mastermind. And there was a great article written a couple years ago by Brad Parler and how to get kicked out of a mastermind. <laughs> um, you enter a mastermind, you enter any relationship with your palm down not palm up. Always be a person willing to enter into a relationship with other people. If you're looking to benefit, which there's nothing wrong with benefiting from relationships, but enter that relationship with your mindset of a person that has something to offer, not a person who is looking for something. So, Masterminding to me has been part of my life for 50 years. I, I relished some of the masterminds. I was fortunate to mastermind with people in their 80s when I was in my 20s. I found out that those people, especially the more successful they were, the more level the playing field was by with someone like me who was 22, 23 years old. If you go to the Facebook fan page called Focus Society Mastermind. And look at the new header photograph. You'll see some gentlemen who were a very powerful mastermind. And two of those gentlemen were Harvey Firestone Sr. and Jr. And I was so privileged to sit in the morning coffee with Harvey Firestone Jr. and be part of a stock buying club with him when I was in my 20s and he was in his late 70s and 80s. And uh, that's, um, you know, uh, just kind of a n nice thing. Uh, let's see here. I'm uh, do 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 type in mastermind. Do I see Twitter replacing email autoresponders? No. Uh, in email marketing will never stop until computers stop. Email marketing, I still feel, along with direct mail, are two most powerful and effective ways of communicating 
positive things with your customer base. And then... Uh, As is send out cards for contact. Well, that's that's direct mail, dear. That's direct mail. I, I, love, your, I love your pitch there, send out cards. Yes, talk to Lori about send out cards. And uh, but but getting back to Richard and uh, stealth seminar, uh, I, I I'm lost there. But you guys probably know what you're talking about. What the name of the seminar seminar software? Uh, I'm like I said, I'm unfamiliar with it. And why do so many people not self-publish? Because why don't why do not so many people rise on being entrepreneurs? Why do so many people wallow in the mindset of poverty? Because they can't look themselves in the mirror and say, I'm born in the image and likeness of greatness. And all I have to do is invest some time and energy in gaining knowledge about that which I want to do and do it. Well, because because I know in my, in my age um, nowadays, we're, we've been taught to sit down, shut up and regurgitate stuff that that we I didn't grow up reading Think and Grow Rich in school. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's like this morning I I was off to complete one of the tasks that one of the challenges given to those of us on the um leadership call with the company that I represent uh, the other night, and I knew chances were if I said something to my husband, um, his first response is, if you don't get the sign on the dotted line immediately, it's yet, it's not been of use, and it's like, no, that's not how you build a relationship, but I was like, okay, so I'm just going to go hop on the bus, go do it, and tell him afterwards. I'm, I'm on the phone. Just a minute. I am on. I am on. Just stop. Um, anyway, so I I was gonna hop on the bus and go do it this morning. Well, then he ended up taking me, and I took the bus home. But I ended up starting to forge a new relationship, which I hope to have a customer. And, and and a long-term relationship. And the point there, I think, that's so important is you made the decision to do it regardless of other opinions. That's right. I I just went. You know, um, right now I'm I'm not going to judge it. I'm going to go present the material. I'm going to go listen to her what her um, angle on life, and I'm going to share with her my angle on life, and and. We're gonna call it good. good, and if if I benefit out of it, hey, great. <laughs> well, I, I, see, here's another thing. I, again, we're, we're philosophizing. We're going into some of the uh, 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 things we talk about on Tuesdays. The word benefit should be defined by you and not by society. That's right. Benefit from your actions means that whatever you did in breathed increase into your life. And that does not necessarily mean greenback dollars. However, we have to emphasize that making a profit is a wonderful thing to do. You're charged in Proverbs to go out and prosper. 
You know, we can't put any negativity into making a profit. And there's nothing wrong with asking for the sale. But nobody is going to tell me whether I benefited from something. Only I can ascertain whether I've benefited from it. And you may not see how I've benefited from it. And I believe that's why at the end of each day we ask ourselves when we look at the mirror, which is the way of prayer, and we say, okay, how did you do today, dude? Did you do what you said you were going to do to yourself? Did you do what you said you were going to do for other people? You may not have gotten it all done. What are you going to do tomorrow to rectify that problem before you heap other projects upon yourself? It's one of my great, you know, foibles, something I have to really control. And I was, this was in a, a mode of, are you going to sit there and do nothing? Or are you going to take, are you going to take the challenge? Or are you going to take action? And I, and I, this morning was like, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm not only going to, I am at this moment doing it, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh well, that's the whole. That's the good part about you is you're getting the job done. I'm going to wrap it up by uh, mentioning something on the air here. Uh, Guest six did mention a software system. Talking to Richard, uh, I've looked at it in depth. There's a light version. Uh, I, I know the gentleman that's done a great job in marketing, and it's just like everything else he does. They do work, and then pretty soon they're available for nothing after somebody paid a lot of money. The light version may be adaptable. Basically, all it does, and anybody can do this themselves. You don't need any sophisticated software to do this. You can start a talk show. You can start a podcast, or you can start a webinar. And with some basic, simple marketing concepts, you can set it up to do everything they say and talk about in even the light version, a relatively expensive piece of software. Now, the beautiful thing is they're selling a lot of it, to people who will never use it, but what do they care? They got the money, they sold it, the profit's in the bank, which is wonderful, and I praise them for that, but the people that are buying it are not going to use it because nobody wants to spend the time and energy to do it. But you don't have to spend the money to do the same thing. We've conducted webinars. We've had subscription webinars that people continued to send a subscription in, enjoyed being in the webinars. They were sent the replay videos of them. Didn't need any sophisticated software to do this for you. And you can, you can conduct a webinar, record it, and then upload it again to be presented at another date. You, you don't need... You don't need to buy, uh, you know, but, but buy it if you like it. I will leave everybody with a free service today that I feel has been most helpful for me. Uh, we all know that I'm not a fan of automation, but this works very well. And it's free. Uh, hardly anybody has, I've mentioned it many times, hardly anybody is using it. And what it does is when I see a web page that I like, or I have recently put up a blog post, or one of my clients put up a blog post, I set it up on this little piece of free software, which I just a little thing on my desktop, and it instantly pulls out the information and creates a wonderful Twitter and creates a wonderful Facebook post, including pictures. And it schedules them out to the time of day 
that I feel, well, that, that I know people open my information the most. And again, this is a free service. It's very easy to do. I can buff just about anything. The name of it is Buffer. And I have put this link, bestbusinessmindset.com slash buffer. Again, it's free, no obligation. There is an upgraded version. I happen to upgrade because I want more buffer space. Most people do not need it. But I, I, I know there's Hootsuite. There's all, this is so simple to use. It's, it's a child can do it. And I'm doing it, so therefore a child can do it. So I'm looking at the clock, and I see, I smell, I smell dinner is done. And uh, we missed Kathy. Uh, we missed uh, Diane Stevenson. I want to thank guest six, Richard, uh, Teddy. I want to thank Richard Can, who is really Richard Cole, uh, a hypnotist, comedian, a speaker, someone great to be at your events. Uh, his site, uh, we did have it up here at the top. And due to do, I put it up here, thathypnotistguy.com, thathypnotistguy referred to us by Stump Marcus. Um, again, I'd like to refer everybody listening today, tomorrow, in the future to utilize bestbusinessmindset.com slash buffer. Free, no obligations. Try it. It's a great tool. Free. Uh, again, you can upgrade it. It's not an affiliate site. If you upgrade it, you're not going to make me wealthy. I just think it's a good thing to use for Twitter and Facebook management for me. Uh, Guest 6 did talk, uh, blog comment on uh, on, yes, that's true. Uh, a couple of years ago, I had some back and forth with that young man. Uh, amazing how many of the guru's students are not successful. And that's another word, guru. I just It just bothers me. It's bothered me. Uh, you're right. Most students are not successful because there is no personal communication. Like Tom Beckett, Tom Bennett talked in front of, with. That's why I say a coach. You know, wouldn't it be great to have somebody that you can call up three, four hours a month, that doesn't sound like much, three or four hours a month, and field real serious problems and questions. And the two of you put your mind together is, um, uh, is priceless. Two heads are always better than one. No man is an island. I've never met a successful person who did it themselves. Masterminding. Former Mastermind Alliance, and uh, everybody in the future will know more about the new, I don't know what word, inner circle coaching program or whatever. We might have one or two of them for a couple of different industries. Uh, we're looking at about a $100 a month subscription. Uh, I did a survey on Facebook and asked a lot of different groups, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that felt it should be free, but uh, $100 a month to have personal access to the coach and then have webinars and talk shows included. All the information is available to you for future, except now the private calls are also recorded and can be put into your personal file. So um, <laughs> I expect to see Willie mail for you. Yes, good old Willie. Okay, guys, I'm going to leave. This is Chuck Bartok saying thanks a lot for joining us for the 217th episode of You Can Build It, Your Business. If you have any questions today, tomorrow, in the future, drop me an email, chuckbartok at gmail.com, and visit bestbusinessmindset.com slash buffer to learn all about Buffer, and visit bestbusinessmindset.com, read our blog posts, and comment on them. You can't believe the power that you receive in real estate on the Internet by responding and commenting on blogs that have do follow, 
and especially using Comment Love. And if you don't know about Comment Love, you give me a holler. And if you want to drink, have traffic to your blog, that's a wonderful way to go. Talk to you all later. Thanks for joining us, Richard, Laurie, Guest 6, and everybody else. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.